0: You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Give Jesus praise. Come on, lift him up. Lift him up. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you, Pastor Andy. Isn't it good to be in church? Good to be in the house of God. Good to see all of you. And, uh, you know, I love that, that, that video, the Operation Shoebox. It's really incredible. You never know how you impact a person's life. When you do something that seems, it seems so small, maybe to us, but to them, it is huge. And uh, Romania, you know, that's a special place on my heart. I've just, throughout the years, I think for the last, I think it's around 10 years, I haven't missed a year that I've had the opportunity to go to Romania and minister there and and uh, I tell you, it really impacts people's lives when um, when you do something like this and send a shoebox full of gifts, and you just never know. And the things that you're putting in those boxes are things that just seem so available to us that at any moment you can just walk to the store and get it. You know, I, we it's a dangerous thing. We live by a family dollar store. So... It's so simple. Just uh, hey, we don't have this. Let's go. To the, you know, let's walk over to the store. You know, drive down the road to a market basket or something. It's it's re- it's really convenient for us. But I promise you, what some of these people, these kids receive in these shoeboxes is not convenient for them. It impacts their life in, a, in an incredible way. I couldn't help but think of a, a story when I one of the trips I made to Romania had the opportunity to go to an orphanage, and uh, one of the couples that w- been in a relationship with for several years, the uh, they run this orphanage, and now it's expanded to a, an, an after-school type program and different things like that, but I did a simple thing like taking a few pictures with some of the orphans, older kids, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, who had no parents to take care of them, and, and they were in this orphanage, and I can remember taking a picture with this one in particular, a young lady. And then about three years later, uh, on a trip back to Romania, I was at the Bible school there. And uh, there she was at the Bible school. And I took out my phone and showed her the picture that we had taken together. And that young lady just broke and bawled. She cried, 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 cried like a baby that I would have her picture on my phone. Now, see, just little things like that touch their lives in a tremendous way. Tremendous way. As Pastor Andy said, we are a blessed, blessed country. We are a blessed country. And uh, thank you, thank you for taking the opportunity to bless these people all over the world wherever these shoeboxes go. It is such... Such a great, great deed that we do in, in doing that and ministering to them. Uh, what time do the Cowboys play today? They play today? What, 3 o'clock? Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> they play at 3 o'clock. We'll be through by then, about an hour before then. And then, that you know, watch the Cowboys game. And after that, you can watch the real men play football, the Sunday night game with the Broncos and the Packers, you know. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. Wow <laughs> yeah, let me ask you something. Have you ever been hurt by someone? Have you ever hurt someone? You ever been hurt by somebody in church? You know Some of us should be just really that honest, but Especially in the body of Christ, it seems like church hurts really hurt more than anything else. Why? Because we set our expectations up higher for believers than we do for non-believers. For people out in the world. You know, when people out in the world hurt us, it really doesn't, well, it hurts, but it doesn't make near the impact on our lives. But when we are hurt by someone like in the body of Christ or, or a, a close friend, it's, it hurts deeply because our expectations are set up so high on their life. How could they ever hurt us? How could this happen to us? And today uh, I'm going to talk for a few minutes about forgiving others. And um, when Pastor Andy asked me to speak, I just simply said, I just asked the Lord quickly, what would you like me to speak on? And immediately the word forgiveness just came into my heart. And so we'll talk about that for a few minutes today about forgiving others. And uh, two major things really hinder our walk with God and keep us from moving forward. Two things that really hinder that. Hinder us from, from walking where we should with God and receiving from God what we need to receive from God. Two things. The first thing is this. We don't feel forgiven by God. Even as Christians, sometimes we don't feel forgiven. That's guilt. That's shame. We don't feel forgiven by God. Well, all along the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now, co- there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. But yet, when we don't feel forgiven by God, when we struggle with our own sins, we can't receive from God everything that we need to receive from Him. We can't move forward in life. And The second thing that keeps us from moving forward in life is not forgiving others the way we want God to forgive us. Is We don't forgive others the way we should forgive them, the way we really would like for God to forgive us. How many of you would really like God to forgive your sins and remember them no more? Doesn't the Bible say that he'll do that? (laughs) But many times what hinders us from walking and moving forward in life and experiencing all that God has for us is we don't forgive other people the way we expect God and really desire for God to forgive us. This morning in prayer, I really heard these, this word. I really feel like it's not an audible voice, and I really don't say these things very often, but I really have this really strong impression that we're stepping into a new season. We are stepping into a new season. It's a new day. You listen, God, God's not backed into a corner afraid of the things that are happening in the world. I believe we're still headed for the greatest days the church has ever seen. I really believe that. I believe the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That we need to therefore pray, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would thrust forth laborers into the harvest field. We need to be laborers in a harvest field. We need to be moving forward. It's a new season. It's a new day, you might say. It's time for a fresh start for some of you. Some of you have been in a rut for for months, for years, you might say. You've been in a rut. It just doesn't seem like you can move forward in life. I'm just saying, and it might not be for you, but it could be this big idea of forgiveness. Then maybe we're not... Allowing the love of God to saturate us and the forgiveness of God to touch us in such a way that there's no more condemnation. Or maybe we're not forgiving someone else. Maybe we're holding resentment towards someone else. And we need to forgive them. Today I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help you and me forgive. Forgive ourselves, and forgive other people. God says it's time... To look forward. These two points will always keep you looking back. These that I've mentioned. They will always keep you looking back on your faults and the faults of other people. And God says it's time to move forward. (laughs) When when we don't forgive ourselves or we don't allow the God, or you know, God has forgiven us. But when we don't allow the truth of his forgiveness to resonate in our heart. Or when we don't forgive someone else, we are continually looking back at mistakes, of our own mistakes, other people's mistakes. And God says, look, I want you to look forward. I want you to move forward. Leave the past behind and move forward. It's a new season. It's a new day. Uh, uh, Paul, a man of the... Uh, In the Bible, many of us know as the Apostle Paul said it this way in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I've just got to really ask you the honest question. Do you spend most of your time thinking about yesterday or are you thinking about the future? It's real, just an honest question. The Apostle Paul said, Listen, I'm focused on one thing, forgetting what's behind me and looking forward to what is ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. You've heard it said before there's a reason your windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror in your car. And many of you, If I can say it this way, continue to have accidents in your walk with God because you're spending more time looking in your rearview mirror than looking in the windshield. Your car is designed to move forward, not back. Now, there are times we need to back up. There are times, but every time we need to back up is to position us to move forward. (laughs) And spiritually, it's the same way. God has designed you and me. He has designed this earth to move forward. We are to move forward in life. Yet, if we were honest, many of us spend a lot of our time looking back. Past hurts, frustrations, our own mistakes, the mistakes of others. And what we may need to do is just, if I can say it this way, back up a little bit, remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. (laughs) Look what Christ has already done for us. And position ourselves to move forward. Forgive those that have hurt us. Accept God's forgiveness. Forgive ourselves. And move forward in life. Because that's God's best design for you and for me, is moving forward. Moving forward. God says look forward. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is very good at forgiving. And you know, He set a very high standard when it comes to forgiveness, while he was in agony on the cross, bleeding from every part of his body, with stripes on his back, with nails in his hands and in his feet. He looked down from a cross, and you know what he said? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's a very high standard of forgiveness, isn't it? <laughs> while he's being, while he was beaten. And placed upon the cross. And all of his accusers were standing before him. <laughs> he looked out at, the cro- at the, his accusers. And he still had love for them. Because he was dying for them. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Wow. You know, Jesus taught his disciples about forgiveness in Matthew chapter 18 if we have a text today I I guess I would call this our text in Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 through 35 this is a long passage but we're going to read the whole thing there he's teaching his disciples about forgiveness the Bible says then Peter came to him and asked Lord how often should I forgive someone who sins against me seven times Peter thought he's been spiritual Seven times? Yeah, I'm spiritual. You bet. <laughs> no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Wow. And then Jesus begins to share with them a parable. He says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of the debtors was brought in who owed. Him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. Wow, such a beautiful picture of God's forgiveness to us. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That he's forgiven us no matter what we've done. He has forgiven us. If we have turned our life over to him, if we have surrendered to him, he forgives us of our sins. He cleanses us, the Bible says. I love that. But look at verse 28. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. Wow. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put him in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I have had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's why my heavenly Father that's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Well, I like that last part. If you refuse to forgive them from your heart. What is Jesus saying there that it can't, be just, it can't be lip service? It needs to be something that's forgiven from the heart. It's from the heart that we forgive other people. But I find that it's difficult to forgive other people from my heart if I haven't received God's forgiveness in my heart. It's difficult to give away what I don't possess. Three things to remember concerning forgiving others. Number one is this. Remember that you've been forgiven. God has forgiven you. Remember that. Sometimes, you know, we talk about forgetting the past and moving on. But there are times we do need to remember what God has brought us out of. And what he has done in our life. I am always humbled. I always feel so blessed. You know, because it hasn't happened often in the past, I don't know, six or seven years, to even see my my whole family sitting up here on the front row. You know, I feel, yeah, hello, son. I feel so blessed. I feel so forgiven. To see them there. (laughs) But it reminds me of just what Christ has brought me out of, and just what he's done in my own life, that they even still want to be in ministry amazes me. My wife and my two kids, it just amazes me that they even still want to be in ministry and serve other people. Why? It's been difficult. Some of it has been difficult. We love it. We wouldn't want to do anything else. But let me tell you something. It's important that we understand the power of God's forgiveness in our own life. And if, we're, if, and if we're going to remember some things about forgiving others, number one, we've got to remember just what Christ has done for us. Maybe this servant didn't remember. Maybe he, 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 didn't, he didn't feel forgiven. Maybe he just still felt guilt and he felt shame, and that's why he punished the other one that asked to be forgiven of the debt. I don't know. Because as I've said, you can't give away what you don't have yourself. Did you know I've, I've, had, I've had Christians tell me before that they can't stand other Christians? Nobody in this church. But that they just can't stand other Christians. You know, my immediate thought is I wonder if deep down inside there's something about themselves that they can't stand. And that they need to be healed. Listen, you need to get this this morning. This is important. Why? Because in a few weeks, you're probably going to be sitting across the table from some people eating Thanksgiving dinner with <laughs> that you're having a struggle forgiving. <laughs> Remember, you've been forgiven. Second thing you need to remember about forgiveness, forgiving others is this. Resentment doesn't work. Resentment does not work. Did you know when you resent other people that you're actually putting yourself in a prison? That you are building a self-imposed prison around yourself and you have the key to unlock it and it's forgiveness? Resentment does not work. You need to remember that. Resentment got this other man cast back into prison to where he was tortured. <laughs> the Bible says. And if I was really on, if we were really honest today, there's some of us that are struggling with resentment right now. And we put ourselves in that prison. Thinking that it works. And it doesn't work. It's torment. For you. Some of us think resentment is just between me and the other person. But listen, it's not. It's never just between you and the other person. It comes out in a group of people. Resentment doesn't work. You need to remember that. It never works. And the third thing you need to remember about forgiveness is this. Forgiveness given is forgiveness received. Matthew six fourteen and 15, Jesus said, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And you may be sitting out there and saying, what does that mean? Well, if you have to ask that, you probably need to forgive somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, this is really good. Why would we even share it like this? We need to be free. We need to be free, folks. I mean, it's the holiday season. We need to be enjoying one another. It's the Thanksgiving season. We need to be enjoying life. We need to be enjoying our friends. We need to be enjoying our family. We need to be enjoying our church family. It's the Thanksgiving season. We're stepping right into the Christmas season. Yesterday, my daughter wanted to skip right over Thanksgiving and go to Christmas. I'm like, no, 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 no. We go to Thanksgiving first. <laughs> and then she says, well, if, there wasn't, if it wasn't for Christmas, there'd be no Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, my but we need to be enjoying life enjoying one another and what keeps us from doing that unforgiveness resentment some of us we we some of us are going to sit across the table from parents that we resent Getting all up in your business today, huh? <laughs> when all along the Bible says honor your father and mother. It doesn't say whether they've been good or bad. It just says honor them. Why is it important to honor our father and mother? Why is it important? Do you know that's the vehicle God used to get you in the earth? When you dishonor that vehicle, what are you dishonoring? Your own purpose. <laughs> Woo. Now, watch this one now. Some of you are going to sit across the table. You've been resenting your in-laws. You need to forgive them. (laughs) Ah, Everybody smile. This is good stuff. Friends, family, brothers, sisters. We need to forgive. Two things, forgiveness is not, okay? Forgiveness is not reducing the devastation of the offense. Forgiveness doesn't reduce. If you've really been hurt, listen, you've been hurt. If what they did to you was really wrong, it was really wrong, okay? Forgiveness doesn't reduce that devastation, okay? And and we can't go into the whole story because we don't have time, but Many of us know the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, how his brothers took him and threw him in a pit. He was sold into slavery, then he was cast into prison, wrongfully accused. And then, sure enough, some years later, he was promoted out of the prison to the palace to be second in command. And wouldn't you know that there would come a day that his brothers that threw him in the pit would be standing before him, them not knowing that at, that, when, at their first encounter that that was their brother that they had thrown into the pit. But then later it was revealed. And don't you know they were terrified. But listen to what Joseph said to them in Genesis 50 verse 20. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Wow. What was he saying? I forgive you. What was he doing? Joseph didn't reduce the devastation of the offense, but he did maximize God. And that's what you and I need to do. We need to maximize God. He said even though you did this to try and harm me, God it, somehow God turned it all around for good in my life. It's not minimize, it, you know, we we're not trying to reduce the devastation of the offense when we forgive someone it, we got hurt. But we, we are when we do forgive him, we're maximizing God. We're saying, you know, God, you still have a hand in this thing. God, you still have a plan. All things, what does it say, Romans? What is it? Romans 8, 28. Is that it? All things work for the good, for those that love him or are called according to his purpose? Glory to God. Thank God for that. Second thing that forgiveness is not, forgiveness is not trust. Forgive and forget. Did you know forgive and forget is not in the Bible? God did not design you to forget things. We all have memory. (laughs) And sometimes trust needs to be rebuilt, it takes time. But forgiveness needs to be a certainty for our benefit. We need to forgive. We need to forgive. Justin, could you go ahead and come? It may take years to rebuild trust, but forgiveness is in an an instant. God knows what happened to you. God knows. I know this is a very sensitive subject, but God knows that you were molested. He does. He knows He knows that you were hurt. But he knows it's not healthy for you to live with resentment in your life. Doesn't mean you trust, but you forgive. He knows. He knows it's unhealthy for you to live with resentment. He knows how bad it hurt, the struggle in your life, how bad someone hurt you. God knows the infidelity in the marriage. He knows that hurt. He really knows. Trust takes time. But forgiveness really does need to be immediate. Because God doesn't want you living with that pain. He wants you to be able to release it. It takes time to rebuild trust in relationships. It takes time. real life situation, and of course we don't, nobody that's here today, but a real life situation, someone was telling me a while back about how they had and this is just a perfect example of what we're talking about rebuilding trust they had signed a, a, a note for a car for a, rel- a, a relative and That relative just took off. left, Didn't pay the note. Just left. And left them holding the note they'd co-signed. Do they need to forgive? Yes. But should they do that again for that same person? Probably not. That's what we're talking about. It takes time to rebuild trust. You need to remember that when we're talking about forgiveness, it doesn't reduce the devastation of the offense, and forgiveness is not trust. So, how do I get out of forgiveness? How do I get out of it? How do I of unforgiveness? How do I get out of unforgiveness? How do I forgive? If you were really honest today. And remember how we started this. It's a new season. It's a new day. God wants you to move forward in life. Did you know God really does want you to enjoy life? I like that passage of scripture that Spud shared shared John 10 and 10. He said, you know, Christ has come to give us life and life more abundantly. More abundantly. Some of us aren't experiencing that just simply because we're still struggling with, with, with unforgiveness, with resentment. And some of us, if I were to be really honest it's just turning to hatred. Tor you get so angry sometimes at that person. God wants you free. God wants you free. He wants you to be free. <laughs> How do I get out of unforgiveness? Number one is I've got to acknowledge my own imperfections. Man, I've, I've blown it a few times. Sure have. I've blown it. I've made some mistakes. And this isn't really part of the message, but let me just add, let me just interject this quickly here. If you have blown it, just be honest about it. <laughs> Covering up helps nothing. Be honest about it. You don't have to tell the world about it. But be honest to God. Be honest to your spouse. Be honest to a friend that you trust. Just be honest. But if you're going to get out of unforgiveness, acknowledge your own imperfections. How many of us have ever hurt others? I have. I've hurt others. Deeply. Many times we forget that when, forget, you know, when someone hurts us, we forget that we've hurt other people. We just need to remember our own imperfections. And ask God to wash us. Ask God to, if I can say it this way, shower us with His love. And remind you of just how much He loves you. And that he will forgive you and has forgiven you. You know, none of us are designed to live life alone. There's going to be hurts in life. We're going to hurt people. People are going to hurt us. And we need to walk in forgiveness. Ecclesiastes 7 and 20 says, There is not a single person in all the earth who is is always good and never sins. Just plain. There's Not one person in all the earth who is always good and never sins. My wife is pretty close to that, but she, you know, (laughs) that's the way I feel sometimes. Man, that just aggravates me. (laughs) So if we're going to leave unforgiveness, we're going to walk in forgiveness, we need to remember our own imperfections. And the number two is very important. Abandon your right to get even. If that's in your heart, abandon that. Give that to God. Leave it at the cross. Hide it in the cross of Jesus Christ. Abandon your right to get even. And abandon this statement. God, get them. Stop that. Stop that. Well, God's going to get them, glory to God. No, as long as you have that attitude, probably not. Do you want God to get you? (laughs) No, I'm so thankful that on my worst day, man, the love of God showed up. And on other people's worst day, I sure want the love of God to show up for them too. Just the way he showed up for me. So abandon my right to get even. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness. Unresolved pain. Unresolved uh, offenses uh, lead to bitterness. They do. And the Bible says a root of, a root of bitter, bitterness defiles many It doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Bitterness affects everybody around you. Because I promise you at some point, the gusher is going to spew. What you've been holding up inside here is going to come out. And you need to forgive. Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of, the Bible says, get rid of rage, anger, harsh words. Harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, I like the way Paul says this. He said, now get rid of this, and here's the way you act right here, okay? Instead, be kind to one another. Be kind. Be kind. Tenderhearted. Come on, look at somebody close to you and say, be kind, tender-hearted. Come on, do it. Be kind, tender-hearted. Some of you have been wanting to tell your spouse that for weeks. Be kind, tender-hearted. Well, I just gave you the opportunity. Be kind, tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. He doesn't leave The definition of forgiveness to us, he says, just as God in Christ has forgiven you, you forgive somebody else. Wow. Then the third thing, if you want to leave unforgiveness, first you need to remember your own faults. Remember what Christ has brought you out of it. Then abandon your right to get even, even. And the third thing is this, is you need to begin to apply God's grace to your life and to your future. Apply God's grace to your life and to your future. Because if you will apply God's grace to your life and to your future, you'll, that grace of God will begin to flow out of you and begin to touch others around you. Even those who have hurt you, that grace that, that, that God has touched you with and filled you with will begin to touch others. Ask God to fill you with His grace. Apply His grace. To your life, to your future. Because when you recognize just how much He's forgiven you of, you can forgive others. You can be quick to forgive others because He's forgiven you. His grace, His grace, it is sufficient. Romans 5 and 20 God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. God's grace abundant grace. It's more powerful than anything you've ever experienced. It's incredible. His love, His grace. It's time to move forward. It's really time. It's a new season. We need to stop looking back at the mistakes of others and our own mistakes. That keeps us paralyzed. You know, they say fear paralyzes you, and it does. But do you know unforgiveness paralyzes you as well? Because it keeps you from moving forward. It keeps you looking back instead of going forward. But God's here today in His love and His grace to heal our hearts. And to help us walk in forgiveness. To release those who have hurt us. To release resentment. To let it go. Stop. Stop being angry so much at other people. That's a word from the Lord from somebody. I'm going to tell you that right now. Stop being angry at other people all the time. God wants to heal your heart. What's making you angry, oh boy, what's making you angry is more about you than them. It's more about what's going on in here than what's going on out there. And God wants to heal your heart today. He wants to help you. Two major things as we close here that hinder our walk with God. We don't feel forgiven by God. And If you're, if you're in that place today, just know He loves you, and He wants to forgive you. But, Pastor, you don't know what I did in my life. I don't, but He does, and He's already forgiven you. His blood has already been shed on the cross of Calvary to cover all, 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 all of your sins. His love covers a multitude of sins. You can walk free from guilt and shame today. You just need to acknowledge it and say, I believe. I believe. I need you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive your forgiveness. He'll forgive you. You don't have to live in torment of your past today. He'll forgive you. And then the second thing is that hinders our walk with God is we don't or we haven't forgiven someone that's hurt us today. You need. I'm just going to be really straight and honest with you. You need to forgive. And I, I promise, I I could say that today with a, a bit of authority. You need to forgive. Because let me tell you something. I've been forgiven of a lot. Not just by God, but by people. By that lovely lady sitting right up there, those two kids. A lot. And so I'm going to say something that's going to really sound strong. Okay? As we close. There is no excuse not to forgive. Forgive. No excuse. Because God's grace, not in your own power, but in His. God loves you and wants you to be free. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to have a smile on your face. (laughs) And live in freedom. And move forward in life. That's his desire for you. And today it's possible. It's possible. Will you stand? Wow. I'm just going to ask you, do either of these apply to you? That you really don't feel forgiven by God? you just done some things in life, you really don't feel forgiven? Does Does that apply to you today? Today forgiveness is here. His love is here. His grace is here. You just need to surrender to that. Just agree with him. That's, just agree with him. And there are, there, Or maybe you're in the other category. There's some, you, really, you really have an offense against someone else today. You have resentment against someone else. Listen, I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there from time to time. That we have real resentment against someone. And we need to forgive. I've got just a few, can you, can, real short story, this just popped up in my spirit and I want to share, I've, I just want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I had to forgive a group of pastors one time, Justin, I, 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 had, to, I had to forgive a group of pastors one time, we felt like they had abandoned us out on the field. that you know we we were just left out there by ourselves i mean i started let resentment started building inside of me anger my kids knew it my wife knew it because it didn't take much for me to get poked and i spewed let me say another harsh word i vomited a lot of ugly stuff. I mean, I built some resentment. We just felt we felt like we got abandoned. And man, I was, Whoa. I struggled, I struggled, I struggled. And I finally had to, God just finally had to t- talk to me and say, "Listen, you got to forgive. All things work for the good." them who love him are called according to his purpose. Somebody here right now resents God because he didn't do what you wanted him to do or what you thought he was supposed to do. I used to think you couldn't say you need to forgive God because that would imply that God did something wrong and God never does anything wrong. I used to say that. But you know, forgiving God has more to do with what's going on inside of you. And you're, you resent God Because he didn't do what you wanted him to do. He didn't do what you thought he should do. And resentment has built up. Today, God loves you. And I don't understand why. But things turn out the way they do sometimes. But today, I know that God loves you, and he wants to forgive you of your sins. And he wants you to forgive others. So if you fit in one of those two categories today, everybody, every head bowed, nobody looking around. You fit in one of those categories today, you really don't feel forgiven. You say, Pastor, my life has been a mess. I've done some things wrong. I really struggle with God loving me. How could he love me and forgive me? Just be honest. We're not going to embarrass you. Lift your hand right now. Is anybody here, you struggle with that? Thank you. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? You struggle. Thank you. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? You struggle with that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else? He loves you today, and the Holy Spirit is touching you right now in the name of Jesus. I believe that. Anybody else? Pastor, I really struggle with God loving me. I've made some mistakes. Anybody? Yes, sir. Thank you, young man. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. God appreciates it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, you're here today. You say, Pastor. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You say, Pastor, I've really I've got some resentment against other some other people I need help with. I need to forgive. I'm struggling. Won't you lift your hand right now? Be honest. Thank you, 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 thank you. Anybody else? Hands up all thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right now. I just pray for the love of God. I want to get some of our prayer partners that they'll come. Keith and Carol, will you come? Shane and Sonia, please, sir. Will you all come? In a moment, I want to pray. There were many hands that were lifted up. And I trust that the Holy Spirit right now is going to touch your heart as we pray. But if you would like some, after I pray, if you would really like some extra prayer and you want... Some people up here to pray for you. Don't, don't leave this place. Listen, listen, folks. I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound negative, but it's not negative, okay? You're leaving this place going out into a world that's not getting any better. So when you're in this place, get prayer. If you're struggling with something, get prayer. Don't go out there and do this thing alone. We're family. And if you're struggling with something, get prayer. There's people up here that love you. And all of us have walked down that aisle from time to time and needing a touch from God. So if you need prayer today, don't leave without it, without somebody praying for you. But several hands went up around this building. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to believe that the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to touch you and the grace of God to touch you and to heal your heart and empower you to forgive yourself. Receive God's forgiveness and then forgive others. Forgive others. Enjoy life. Enjoy this holiday season. Have fun. God wants you to have fun. But you can't have fun if you're angry all the time. Get that. Please. I know I sound passionate about this. Have fun. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this wonderful church family. God, thank you for what you're doing here today. God, first of all, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Father, he willingly came. Jesus, thank you for willingly coming and shedding your blood. For the remission, the forgiveness of our sins. You are the eternal sacrifice forevermore. And we thank you for that. We thank you that our sins are forgiven. And Father, I pray for those that lifted their hands this morning and said, I'm really having a struggle receiving God's forgiveness and love because of my sins. And Father, I pray right now that through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, there will be a revelation in their heart. Of just how much you love them. That they will know Jesus Christ. And they will know that Christ died for them. And that Christ loves them. And Father, if there's some in this service that have not asked Jesus to come into their heart. Father, your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That from their heart they will believe. And they'll confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord God. And they'll accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior today. It's just that simple. And, Father, I thank you. Those that lifted their hands, God, that are really struggling, struggling with resentment, really struggling with forgiveness, God. It is a battle sometimes, Lord. We really struggle with this sometimes. But, God, I pray, first of all, that they'll know just how much you love them and you've forgiven them. And, Father, with that same love, they can forgive those who have hurt them, Lord. They can release them. They can release the resentment, Lord. They can be free today, Father. And, Father, we declare it. We thank you for it. And, Father, we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Put your hands together. Give Jesus praise, all right? Come on. We're free people. Let's be free to praise him. Come on. Let's praise him. Amen. 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 Yeah. If you need prayer, don't leave this place without prayer, folks. Come get prayed for. Listen, if you accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you prayed today and asked him to forgive you of your sins, we have a Connect card. It's actually one of our tithing envelopes. Fill that out, will you, and turn it in at the information desk. Visitors, we ask you to do the same. God bless you. Love you. Have a great day.